Welcome to the Footy Fellas Pitch. Footy Fellas. Our midweek quick hit when we're going to be pitching hot takes, new ideas, and different ways of thinking about a range of topics. Some serious and some less serious. This week, we're each pitching a side, none of which we're supporters of, so you know it's real talk. The question being, which of these sides, finishing traditionally just outside of the top four, will finish highest in the table this season? The three sides we're going to be pitching, Icy, we'll be pitching Everton, Jones, promoting Arsenal, and Eli, putting Tottenham on a pedestal. Icy, the floor is yours. Thank you, Eli. Everton will finish with more points than Tottenham and Arsenal because Everton, one, has fantastic momentum at the moment. They do play a massive game against a wobbly Liverpool this Saturday, but they will compete and they will be in the game throughout. I have no uh, questions about that. This game will be a big test for the squad as they look to make their mark this season. And the biggest unforeseen in any of these discussions about teams having better seasons is injuries, of course. It's all unforeseen, but you got to somehow address it in this whole discussion. And, you know, Richarlison has had bad ankles and he's already had issues with it this season. James Rodriguez gets targeted and brutally tackled each and every game. So I can definitely foresee an injury in the upcoming weeks. No, God, please, no. Um, however, I think despite possible injuries to these couple big key players on the team, uh, I think they do have enough depth and they do play as a really good cohesive unit. Ancelotti. Uh, the coach has really found a groove with this team, and I think those injuries will be hard to throw them off that groove. Uh, Coleman has also been a fantastic threat on the wing. Uh, Nieri Mina has used his 6'5 towering frame. No, I had no idea he was 6'5. Uh, he's already scored a header goal this year, and I think they'll be using him a lot more on corners, uh, especially. And Digne always shows up to play in the back. My biggest wild card with the team is Dekure. Uh, Dekure is coming from Watford, for those who don't know. He's in the midfield. The games I've watched of Everton this season, he's a bit lackadaisical in the midfield. Doesn't seem like he uh, is working terribly too hard. Now, granted, he's a professional athlete. He's working very hard. But I want to see a little bit more from him, and he hasn't actually produced uh, on the fantasy side at all, which means that he hasn't gotten any uh, assists or goals. I think he did get an assist uh, last week, but um, you know he needs to do better. He's the wild card for me. Uh, he has to get better throughout the season. And if he does, I think Everton will do fantastic. I don't I don't think this momentum they're seeing right now of undefeated will last throughout the season. I think they'll lose a few. Again, this Liverpool game coming up on Saturday will be huge for them uh, to march ahead to a very, very good season and finish, I think, in the top four ahead of both Tottenham and Arsenal. All right, settle down, boys. I'll, I'll take you to school real quick and teach you why Arsenal is going to finish uh, way ahead of Tottenham and uh, that other team. Okay. They're called Everton. I'm, not, I'm being rude. So to talk about this year and what's going to happen this year, we got to reflect on what happened last year and specifically what happened the second Arteta joined the team. They went on a streak, a tear, where they were dominating, winning all of their games, including big games. They played against City in the semifinal of the – uh, FA Cup, and then Chelsea in the final and took down both of them like pretty, pretty well. 
and then went on to take on Liverpool in the Community Shield the beginning of this year, which again is not as big of stage as an FA Cup per se, but also pulled off the win. Now, I would argue that shows us that this team is ready for big games. But what it also means is that they have um, the pedigree to to make it far um, in competitions, but also in the Premier League. They capped off a great transfer window where they pulled in Willian, who is a proven effective vet, Gabriel, a pacey physical left-footed center back who could be uh, the future for the club, and most notably Thomas Partey, a game-wrecking pinpoint progressive passer from Atletico, an incredible pickup, and as such are generating great momentum heading into this year right off of that. And lastly, in the piece that you're all just waiting and hungry for is they've got Arteta at the helm. He came in and quickly showed how effective his strategy is when it's implemented. They're no longer a team on fire. They've got youth experience and a clear vision. With their history as a top four club, there is every reason to believe they all send themselves back into UCL play, Champions League, and above, more importantly, Everton and Tottenham. I submit my proposal. Unfortunately, looks like you won me the case by referring to it as history, because that's exactly what it is. They've had a history in the past of UCL play. Everton, I submit, will be dangerous this year. Tottenham, however, will be better than both Everton and Arsenal finishing higher in the table. They've been extremely consistent over the last five years with the core of that group still being around. We all know they were in the Champions League final two seasons ago. Two hours later. That was a tough one to watch. They really didn't make that exciting, but they made it to the Champions League final, which is saying a lot. Since 2016, they finished second, third, fourth, and sixth, and they're currently sitting in sixth this year. They also beat up on Man U last weekend, which I know is still a a fresh wound, uh, Jones, or or a couple weekends ago. However, they look strong. They look for real this year. Mourinho is a winner. We're speaking to managers here with Arteta at Arsenal. Mourinho is a winner. Watching that All or Nothing documentary makes you fall in love with him in a lot of ways and how much of a player manager he is while also bringing that pedigree and bringing those expectations that you can kind of feel the weight of at the club in in a positive way, I'd argue. You have the Kane and Son combo with Harry Kane and Kyungmin Son. A couple episodes ago, I called Son the most underrated player in the league, and I'm sticking by that because it fits my narrative for this pitch and also because they've been on fire this year. They, every game, are putting in a goal or an assist, each finding each other and picking each other out in remarkable ways. The wild card, of course, being Bale. They brought back Gareth Bale, their star for many years, He's, he's left, he's gone on a couple of vacations, won a couple of Champions League titles, played some golf, and he's back. And we don't really know what that means, but if Bale adds anything to their current form and current, uh, current gamesmanship this year, I think they will most definitely finish in at least fifth, if not UCL top spots. And I don't think Arsenal or Everton will finish that high, even though they're all off, both off to pretty good starts. My biggest worry is depth. If we have injuries, kind of like Everton, they don't have a ton of depth. They did have Lucas Mora, Dele Alli, Ben Davies coming off the bench last game. So they've got just enough with some of their new signings, Regulon, and some of their stalwarts with Dyer and Serge Aurier and Larice, a lot of others, you know, Lamella up top and Dombele. 
they have some depth, but not a ton. So if we get injuries, we're going to be in trouble. Everton have looked good. They haven't played any tough competition yet. We'll see against Liverpool. Arsenal are strong with their front three, but will the midfield or defense match that level over the course of the season? I think all three teams are strong. They've all looked good so far, but I think Tottenham's consistency over the last couple of years, Mourinho being in charge, Kane and Son as a superhero combo, and Bale as a wild card puts them above the other two clubs when we're talking finishes this year. Where do we think, I see you you went first, you proposed Everton. Who do you think had the best pitch? And do you want to change your team at this point? Or are you sticking with Everton? Yeah, I think I think you, you lads had, had really good pitches. Uh, Eli, I think you kind of dug yourself in a little bit of a hole at the very end there saying that uh, Everton has yet to play a decent team. They did play Tottenham week one and they beat them 1-0. So dug yourself a little bit of a hole there. Because they're great. They're not decent. They're great. <laughs> Sorry, keep, keep going. Fair, um, fair play, fair play. Uh, however, I did I did think uh, I liked your pitch the best. Um, and I personally, oh, and just to add to Jones, um, I would just add that one thing going for Arsenal for sure is that Aubameyang has been lackluster so far as their biggest threat on their team. So that bodes well. They're in fourth without him performing at his peak. Uh, which bodes well for them, for sure. I do think Willian is overrated, and he looked horrible against Liverpool, uh, which I thought that game exposed uh, their lack of creativity coming up the field and vulnerable defense. However, I'm sticking with Everton. I really do think Everton will uh, finish ahead of the other two squads. Um, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Like, I don't think we're going to sway anyone here because Arsenal is clearly the best team. So, um, uh, you know. Argument-wise, I agree. I agree. I think Eli was much more comprehensive, um, not only providing good points about his team, but then took the time to break down others, which was, I don't know, kind of cruel and not really... A little mean. Not I'm really crying supportive. a little. Uh, it felt personal. I'm going to be honest. It felt personal and not really about the players. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I do think, though, that um, I think you guys are talking about the depth, and I think that will be a big issue for all three of these teams and whether they're able to perform. I am clearly most dubious of Everton and just how long they can ride their wave. Uh, And Tottenham, I do believe that having a guy like Mourinho and the roster they have should theoretically finish pretty well. Um, So uh, uncertain, uncertain. I'm now, you know, was dead hard, you know, like rock hard Arsenal, but now I'm lukewarm Arsenal. And Sorry, Eli, why why are you smiling? Arteta, your point about Arteta is strong. I think managers make a big difference. However, it's tough to separate these squads based on managers because they all have strong managers. And I think Icy's pitch on Everton is the strongest, partially because Everton has looked the best so far. So there's there's some points to speak to. There's some givens. But I like your wild card being Ducore because pe- even though people are still underrating James, everyone knows the name James. He's been, he's made a huge play in a world cup and basically went viral after that and been on huge clubs. I think Ducore, I'm not comparing him skill wise to Conte, but I think that midfielder, that's such a workhorse that can get all the way up and really hold down the fort in the middle just unlocks everyone else. And so I think if he stays healthy, I think I do think Everton will have the best season. So I might switch over to Everton. Um, But I genuinely love Tottenham, especially after the, all or nothing documentary 
I've grown quite close to Tottenham. Would you say you're a steadfast, firm believer in Tottenham now? I'd say I've been a lifelong fan. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Right. So you're like, you are fully behind them. You're fully torqued behind (laughs) Tottenham. It feels like injuries are a common theme. Just to to wrap up this chat, Mm -hmm. what is it about mid-level, not mid-level clubs, but clubs that have just finished outside the top traditionally in the Premier League that kills their depth. Is it literally the money or is it something else? What do you what do you think, Icy? I don't know. I feel like it's ebbs and flows. I feel like it's hot and cold spells. Wolves were doing really well last year and they just blew it at the end. Um, same with Leicester. Uh, I think it's just I think it's just these cold spells. I think I think it's the mentality. Uh, teams just kind of hit this swell and they just are not connecting and playing well. And I think that's the biggest factor for me. Yeah. Depth. I mean, you know, if, if you're finishing in the top, what what helps Everton in, in this instance, theoretically, is that they are not playing in Europe. And what would drive a team like Wolves to fall out of the top is uh, playing too many games in Europe. And they were exhausted. They had played like 50, some some odd games at, at, by the end of the year. And then ditto with um, Tottenham, uh, tot, or not Tottenham, excuse me, Leicester from last year suffered like three or four major injuries that then threw them completely off kilter. So little, I think, I think depth really and strength of schedule can affect uh, those teams a lot more than a team with a a ton more depth and money. That's it for this week's footy fellas pitch. We got more exciting pitches. We're going to be bringing on some Fofs to pitch us ideas. We're the, we might be become the investors. We might be throwing some real money around now that we have so much from all of our sponsors. Uh, If anyone has an idea, if you're hearing this and listening, you have an idea you want to pitch us, let us know. DM us on Instagram or shoot us a message on Twitter and you could be on the next Footy Fellas pitch. I love you. See ya.